welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Brandon. And welcome back to Adam's Rib, everyone, episode 167. New listeners, welcome. You can catch a brand new episode every single Tuesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. You can email us, adamsribpodcast at gmail.com. We have a website adamsredpodcast.com you can subscribe to it for brand new blogs brand new episodes updates and all that jazz Booyah. 167 my private life versus my public life i feel like this was important to speak about maybe it's just because i won't say it's a, like a vendetta but i think it is an annoyance and I think it's something that I just don't really tolerate well with when I feel like someone is showing something publicly but they're doing something else completely different privately for example let's just say and again this is like just an example you know let's just say you're in a relationship on social media your girlfriend or boyfriend is having you know, there's the most amazing time relationship goals, blah, 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 you know, but the inner circle knows that privately that that individual is not being like faithful or like treating this person well, <laughs> or like that can even go in domestic violence situations, you know, like where publicly, you know, they say, oh, they're just so loving, blah, 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 but you know, internally they're actually really controlling and abusive. So that's what I mean by my private life versus public life. So I don't even think it has to be limited to just your spiritual walk with Christ. I mean, I think that's what we should focus on. But I think this can kind of go over into all areas of, of life, in my opinion. What do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It goes into every area of your life, like jobs, family, you know, pretty much everything that you put your hands on or deal with on a daily basis, like your private versus public life, especially social media, like everything that you do, you know, it matters. It really matters. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <sighs> Excuse me, oh, everyone. Right. <laughs> it's been a long week. And so when we talk about, you know, someone's private life versus their public life, I would propose the question, is your public life reflecting your private life? Are you honoring God in all ways at all times, both publicly and privately? Why do we not always show God's light when we're with our friends, our coworkers, or even in our own relationships? Is what you're doing in the eyes of others worthy of God seeing? So if you, when, you know, when you're out with your friends, you're cursing, smoking, having sex, if Lord Jesus Christ was standing there in the flesh, would you be doing these things? That's what I mean. And how important is it to you that you do not ruin your witness and do not focus your own walk with God, you know, where is the consistency? So these are the questions I'm proposing as we kind of go into this and discuss this. And I would almost think of it as a form of hypocrisy in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, Isaiah twenty nine thirteen says, 
these people come near me to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So when you're sharing the gospel with people, but not living that way yourself, have you really been transformed? And that talks about that in Romans to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so have you really been transformed when you say that you're living for God and that you've been born again, that you're Christian, that you're saved? Because I really feel like a true transformation is not just publicly, it's privately, right? And so it's, it's dealing with the heart if you indeed have been transformed and then that heart would resonate publicly. But I feel like if your heart obviously has not been transformed, then that is what's going to resonate publicly. But that's just my take on it. Right. Well, you know, there's a scripture. I have scripture. Well, I have scripture too. So, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just making sure. So you said it like I was accusing you, like you didn't no, have scripture. I'm just saying like, you know, every, every, been, you know, for the ones that have been rocking with us, you know, I like to stick, I like to go straight forward into it, but sometimes I don't really pull up scriptures like that. But for this situation, I, I literally have one and I kind of want to expound on that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, in Matthew six um, verses four, it literally talks about like, give your contributions or do what you need to do for yourself privately. Don't do it for the gang, you know, the gang of the, uh, the, the gain of the public or to be praised by the public. Like your father sees what you do in private and what you do in private, he will reward you publicly. So I feel that when it comes to private versus public, you have to be mindful of what you do at home. First, I feel like anything that you do at home is, uh, is copied or shown in everything else that you do. You know, I feel like if you have a good home training, you, you have that same training out, you know, in public, you know, train a child in the way he should go for when he's older, he will not depart from those training from those things. And that's Proverbs uh, 22 and six. So just understand that when you are um, dealing with private uh versus public you know it's it's only uh it's only because that you're uh I'm sorry y'all I'm getting all these text messages I'm trying to talk anyway so what you do privately <laughs> you know you so will be see, more see what Brandon just did like privately like he shot a minister to y'all and he just snapped <laughs> at at the text message <laughs> Well, I'm saying like, yeah, but the thing about it is at the end of the day, I'm very mindful of what I do privately because I don't want my actions and everything that I have in my DNA privately to be exposed publicly when it's time for me to be under pressure or when, when it's time for the test to show up. Like it's even okay. So even for jobs, there are, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people that have been applying for jobs, needing a new job, doing whatever. But at the end of the day, you cannot do your part of receiving the promotion if you don't prepare for it. There's always like in your private life, it's always a preparation period for the promotion. There's always a preparation period for uh, the miracle or the, the open door or whatever it is that you need. So me personally, I feel like you know, and I, I definitely understand what the scripture is saying, what you perform privately, what your con- contributions are when it comes to preparing yourself privately, it will show publicly. So 
you know, regardless of whatever situation it is, I feel that what you do privately really matters to what you do publicly. Yeah. And that's definitely in all areas. It's funny that you mentioned the example of your job, because I was literally just thinking about that. You know, we've all been in jobs where, how can I put this? Okay. For example, especially in my job, since I work in higher education, a lot of you may have heard of this or have done this. We do like strength finders test, Myers-Briggs tests, right? And so it kind of tests basically your characteristics and it basically is supposed to help you help also your teammates of how to communicate with you effectively and maybe what works with you and what works for you and what works against you and all of that. And so I really hate these tests because I always ask like, okay, is this Am I taking this test for work, Lindsay, (laughs) you know, or home, Lindsay? And we all have been in the office where what we do at home, we wouldn't do it in the office. Do you know what I mean? Like at my house, especially when I go home to my parents' house, I'm loud, I'm silly. And not to say that you can't be yourself at work. I am myself, but a little bit more subdued. (laughs) You know, you can still see my personality. You see what I'm trying to say? And so it's just funny that you bring up work because I feel like, even sometimes in our spiritual lives, it's almost like we have to prove something to the world or we'll just call it what it is to maybe even our worldly friends <laughs> just so that we can fit in. But let me get something clear. Children of God are not meant to fit in. You know what I'm saying? We're not to, meant to be of this world. So you won't fit in. So stop trying to fit in where you already don't belong. Ooh, mm-hmm. that, that's a word. Somebody write that down. Well, I anyway. mean, you got to think about it. It's, it's scripture too. Like, be you, you can't be conformed to this world. You know, and, and in order for you to, you know, to do better, you have to transform your mind. You have to transform yourself. So whatever it is that you're doing for God, you cannot have the same way of thinking or the same way of habits when it comes to everybody else, you know, so what you do privately, you know, when it comes to renewing your mind, not being conformed to this world really matters. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree to that. Mm-hmm. And um, there was something you mentioned that I was going to touch on and I just lost it. I don't know, but on the flip side, we can even like reverse this whole process. Right. So let's just say, you have some women out there that they're just so sold out on Jesus. You know, they stay in grace over they over their food, even their snacks. They get an apple. Lord Jesus, bless this apple. Bless the orchard it came from. Bless the tree it grew off of. Bless the farmer that brought it to me. You know, you're, you're going to have those people. <laughs> but then, like, let's just say you are that person. But then you get out here again. Maybe you get to your job or maybe with some of your other friends. You don't say grace over your food or when you're normally with your church friends and they're telling you about a situation and your immediate response is, well, let me pray with you. And as soon as you go out to work, why don't you do the same thing? So I think we can even like reverse that. You know, I think we've been talking a lot about, you know, how we're displaying ourselves um, publicly, obviously you know, not of God and then privately over this, but on the, on the flip side, you know, it's like, I'm all not, how can I put this? Not saying that you're not, living for God out here, but are you showing God out here? You know, you can still be living for God, but not be sharing his gospel, if that makes sense. You know, you're not doing anything wrong, you know, you're not out here just living this completely sinful life and doing things intentionally to hurt God or anything like that, but you're also not really necessarily showing, you know, God's light. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. And so I feel like it can it can be 
you know, it, it can be twofold, you know, in a sense. And sometimes I feel like we make excuses. Well, you know, well, I wasn't out there doing what she's doing. No, but you also did not hold her accountable for what she was doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like some of us are willing to hold one person accountable, but not the other. Why? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I can ask myself that question too. I've done it. You know, I, I've definitely have done that. And so I asked myself that question too. Like, why? Why are we ashamed to consistently and constantly share God's grace and share God's love, especially for those who really need it? You know, I, I feel like we always just assume that church folk can only know, can only hear church business. <laughs> No, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have a job to do as disciples here on this earth, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I think for me, when it comes to dealing with, like, you like you was talking about, when it comes to, like, church and all that and just displaying God publicly, I think it does kind of play a role on how you deal with God privately prior to displaying God publicly. You know, are you allowing God to be inside of your heart to know exactly what needs to be said you know are you allowing yourself to make time for god to you know what i'm saying like to to prepare like when 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 the pressure is on are you able to prepare yourself privately to display what god really is Ooh. you know what i'm saying like that, that that's actually way deeper than you think <laughs> It's just, uh, and and that's what I mean. Like, like anybody can sit here and say, "Oh, I know Jesus," but when something really happens, can you describe Ooh. who Jesus really is when people really don't have the sense to know it? Because it, it's that's this is why fasting and really developing a relationship with God privately really matters because there are some things that God may download in you and break down in you, you know. That that other people may not comprehend or understand it. We use Adam's rib for a prime example. You know, Lindsay and I, we we meet and we come up with with, you know, different titles and stuff of what God is telling us. And we go in, in private and we pray about this stuff and we prepare and we make sure that whatever it is that God is willing you know, to allow us to deliver to you all, it it, it matters. So we can't just present you with just anything like in our private time, we have to prepare what we're delivering. We can't just deliver any type of bread. Like this bread has to be good. Like even like speaking of bread, I can go to up this to like a cook, like a cook. Not all cooks, you know, will, will cook something publicly. You know, they usually do their stuff privately because they take time to let let what they're working on to marinate and to I knew you don't say marinate. That's like your favorite word. Hey, 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 but at the end of the day, it's good and it's delicious. All of that. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, when it comes to who you are in Christ, what what is it that you're doing privately that's causing you to not get enough attention from God? When you're at mm. home, when you're at three at three o'clock in the morning, if you can't sleep or at the time where you can't understand like what's going on, like, are you giving God your attention privately? So that way, when you go to public and when the tests and trials start to happen, are you able to answer that call publicly? You know, you know, what's so funny that you actually brought that up literally just last night. I woke up 
4, 4.30 in the morning. And I have no idea why. I was feeling fine. I uh, threw my neck out a couple of weeks ago and I've been going to physical therapy. So sometimes I can't sleep because of that. So I just woke up. Well, nothing wrong. And at first I'm like, well, maybe my dog is whining. I was like, no, I don't hear him. I'm like, hmm, why? You never know, just feel like, why am I up? So I really, really think nothing about it. But it's just so funny you said that. Maybe God was just nudging at me. Maybe I just chose to ignore it. I don't know. I'm sorry, kind of talking to myself right now. But <laughs> it's just funny that you that you mentioned that because that has actually happened to me both recently and just, you know, really like in general. And I like the fact that you have said, what do you do privately to prepare for when someone at, may ask you, well, who is God? You know, because I feel like when we don't spend time with God and that question is asked of us, you're left with, dag you know i really don't know (laughs) Mm -hmm. because i think that we rely so much on what other what other people perceive god to be in their own lives don't get me wrong i think god is a consistent god and when it comes down to the root of it he's the same you know for everybody but i do think because with any type of personal relationship. Like I have a personal relationship with Brandon. However, you know, Brandon's mother obviously is going to have a much deeper relationship, you know, than I would with Brandon. So the way Brandon's mother may describe Brandon to one person, I may describe him as someone else to one person. He's still the same person. You see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Still the same person, still the same, probably still the same character and all that. But if I hadn't spent time with Brandon or maybe Brandon's mother hadn't spent time with him, someone asked them, well, tell me about Brandon. You know, I, I don't really know. It's the same with, when we go back to the job. It's the same with job references. If that boss or whoever that you're choosing to refer you to that job don't really know you, they're going to describe a completely different person <laughs> oh, yeah. to your future boss oh, yeah. who they just interviewed. They're going to be like, well, that's not who I saw. Who are you describing exactly? Because they don't know who you are. You haven't spent no time with them. So it's really interesting I didn't even think of it that way. It's really interesting that you that you mentioned, you know, what are we doing privately to know God so that we can actually share who God is, not only for who he is just based in scripture, but who he is, you know, in in our own life. Yeah, it's really fascinating you. that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, you know, when we look at this subject, we always, you know, in the normal sense, we always look at what are we not supposed to do privately. Yeah. But what yeah, are we true. supposed to be doing? privately Mm -hmm. you know what those things really matter like your foundation is built like no contractor or anybody that is building a new building or or whatever it is they're never going to release their blueprint publicly notice they always do something privately and they construct and they get themselves together to 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 put the plans together all of that you know no business person will do that no cook would do that no music producer would do that like anything that you're trying to build it is for you to build privately and then you send the, pu- the send to the public what you've built or what you establish from a private sense and that way it can be able to be for everybody else publicly so if you're taking the time to 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 spend time with God he will establish a blueprint in your life, he will, uh, will establish exactly who you are in your life. So that way, when the building is done, when the tears are finished, when the when the praise is over, you're able to take what God has downloaded in you and what he put on that blueprint and you can build and you can expand on what was built in you to other people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so. 
Sounds good. We can end it on that. Amen, Brother Buffer. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, again, <laughs> y'all, catch us um, next week. Oh, don't forget to please donate, donate, donate to the toy drive for Adam's rib. Uh, actually, Lindsay, can you like elaborate on that? I can. So we are going into our fourth year of the Adam's Rib podcast. So it'll be four years technically in February. And every year for Christmas, we always collect toys and we donate them to a different local organization every year. I believe the first year we donated them to, I think the women's, yeah, I think the women's shelter, Mm -hmm. I think. The second year, I think, was the Children's Bureau. And last year was, I believe, a Christian adoption agency, I think Hands of Hope. This year, we'll be donating them to Riley Children's Hospital locally in Indianapolis. So brand new toys, please. Riley does ask specifically for brand new toys. So you can reach out to us um, on Facebook or email um, if you want to donate toys. We have a PayPal account, and we can send you that information. If you want to donate money for us to get the toys or however, or even if you're local, connect with us, and then we can meet up with you or whatever the case may be to get these toys. So every year we get more and more toys. It's always amazing. We'll just have random people reach out to us. So it's really awesome what God is doing for these kids. So yes, please donate. We appreciate it. Bet. All right, y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all for tuning in, and we'll just catch y'all next week. Bye.